That's Grammy. That's Grampy. I'm Lil Peanut. You are listening to Praise Until Dawn on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. I want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if, if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a, a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232. We say thank you, for all you are. We say thank you, we say thank you. For drawing us 
I was a an eloquent. I've told you this so many times, but I, it just God showed me something last night, and Claudia and I were were in bed, and I have a little adjustable table that that is for the bed, and I I usually will bring my computer in there and finish working on things, write some emails, and and. Um, but I, I, I didn't last night. What I did is I grabbed my Bible instead, put it on that little lap board, and I was just impressed to start writing. And it was like a download that was coming to me and on one of the pages, half a page, and I, I write small, and I just started writing about something that has bugged me for since since we started learning about Jesus and that was about 1981 and it's it's something that you probably understand but I finding that a lot of people don't and it's so crucial to understanding what God has done and is doing in each of our lives. And until we understand this, it's not like you're not saved, but the understanding of as you read and study our Father's words, when you understand this, a light comes on. <gasps> That's what he's been doing. And I know when I say the word, there'll be people rolling their eyes. Oh, Pat, you've talked on this before. And... I'm just telling you, look, I'm not a theologian. I'm not, um, I went to seminary, okay? It was, it was a major seminary. It wasn't one of the uh, junior seminaries. I mean, this, this was a two and a half year thing. And I, you know, maybe I should have gone to a junior seminary. Uh, it's, um, it's it's just it's it's just amazing what uh, maybe if I would have gone to a junior seminary I call it junior seminary they they do what nine months and you're out or six months and and you're out um, maybe I would have understood all this. God bless the Bible schools and and you know because. A lot of these seminaries, they're, they're raising up theologians that don't know Jesus, don't know God, don't know their Bibles. They can parse words, but as far as knowing what our instruction manual says, they, they don't. Covenants. Yeah, I know. 
I don't know, roll your eyes. I, I wish I could convey. It's, it's a big deal for a Seventh-day Adventist that has come out from that denomination. And I wish I could say the words to get my brothers and sisters. Uh, th this is a denomination I spent, well, fourth generation. Claudia and I both, fourth generation SDAs. That's not the Mormons. This is the Seventh-day Adventist Church. These are my people. I, I wish I could say the words to, to grab their attention. I'll try to be as brief as I can and just in my joy. You know, th this is not a teaching program. I, I don't have things to teach. I, I'm, I'm just sharing with you, maybe for those who don't know it, it's a teaching program. I, I don't know. I, I just... I'm not a teacher. My words get jumbled. My mouth gets dry. So the only thing I can tell you is just to explain to you what happened to me. I'm right there at your kitchen table sharing with you over a cup of coffee or, or hot chocolate, I, I, I used to say. Um, Maybe I'm in your living room on, on your couch and you're in your easy chair and we're just talking. A lot like Don and Pam and Claudia and I do when we get together. Just sit and talk about stuff. With some of you, I've been with you a long time. You, you've, you've heard my journey over the years. But as I understand this, the Bible starts coming alive to understand what God has done. Covenants, that, that's just a big word. As an SDA, I didn't know covenants. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't know. It's, it's just God made a covenant with all of us and it was, uh, our Bible says in Exodus, what is it, 33? Um, the covenant God made with the children of Israel was the Ten Commandments. There's no getting around that. It's the Ten Commandments. It says it in black and white. I'm not paraphrasing it. It was the, the, the covenant that I made with Israel is the Ten Commandments. It's that plain. So God says, I'll make a covenant with you. I will be your God. I will take care of you. I will, I will raise you up. I will protect you. I, I will uh, nourish you. I will provide for you. You don't have to worry. I will be your God. And he said, I will be your God, because there are so many, they came out of Egypt where 
it seemed like a dust mite was a god. I mean, they, I, that, I'm, I'm being a little facetious there, but they had so many things that they called gods. So they understood the language, I will be your God, and you will be my people. The only stipulation I'm making on you is that you obey. My covenant with you is the Ten Commandments, and I will speak them to you. Or in Exodus 33, I have spoken them to you. All you need to do is agree. Obey and live, disobey and die. You disobey in any way, you're dead. If you don't fall over dead immediately, you have death in your future. And there's no getting out of it. There's no second chances. There are no do-overs. But I will be your God if you agree to this. Yes, yes, we'll do that. We'll do that. Barely out of their mouth and they start disobeying the Ten Commandments. God is the maker of that covenant. Israel is the acceptor of that covenant. Now there's no getting out of it. God cannot just say that. That's the way covenants were back then. People agreed to something and that's the way it was. Today, it's people try to get out of it and fudge and take you to court and they, all this kind of... You can't trust anybody. Back then, these covenants were a big deal. The only way for Israel to get out of the covenant, and it's the way covenants were back then, you make a covenant with somebody, the maker of that covenant must die before you are let out of that covenant. And in this scenario, for Israel to have any chance at all, God must die. But then you still have the problem if God dies you still have the problem well who's gonna give you life you're still dying your God is dead but they're speaking of Yahweh here there's no way God is going to die God knew the importance of the covenant. Evil knew the importance of that covenant. And he was watching to make sure every I was dotted, every T was crossed. God doesn't fudge, but he hatched a plan.
a plan which he knew about and was from the foundation of the world before it was created. Well, why did God go through with it? He knew his love for man. We're, we're something special to him in, in some way. And when God says he has an everlasting love, that, that's what he's got. And Israel was dead in sin. That covenant was made with Israel. Deuteronomy 5 is clear on that. Well, Exodus is too, but people want to argue that. Theologians argue that. SDAs argue that. They're still trying to keep those Ten Commandments today. Their big argument, which has bothered me for the longest time, I knew that there was something I'm not understanding. They would say, well, what do you have against the commandments? If you're going to abolish the commandments, what, what, which one don't you like? Know the gods before God? Honor your father and mother? Don't lie? No, you like all those except the fourth. And there are people today that they, they, they try, because they don't understand the covenants, they're, they're trying to make Sunday holy instead of Saturday. No, the covenant said Saturday. Why are you trying to make Sunday holy? God never said anything about that. Now, if you want to just take a day and, and, and rest and, and honor God, that's fine. But don't try to make it part of a Ten Commandment. They were done away with. Why? That's the big issue right there. Why? What's so bad about those commandments? as the SDAs would say. That's always bothered me. God, how could you do away with commandments that are so, as Paul calls them, holy and just and true? Do I do away with them? No, he says. And I went, what? What? But the new covenant what what do you mean they're not done away with and God has been dealing with me about that what is it what was done away with at the cross what did God do he came down put on skin of a human why did he do that so humans could touch him and grab him and beat him and humiliate him and, and torture him and murder him. If he came down as God, they, they couldn't get near. They look and they die. This is the plan that was hatched, put on skin, and therefore die, which abolished the covenant. There was no longer God. God died.
Now, try to do that in your brain. But wait a minute, we got the Holy Spirit, we have... You're not going to understand that one. Never was it stipulated that all three had to die. God, the maker of the covenant, had to die. And it did. What threw a monkey wrench into the whole thing is that he rose. If he stayed dead, there'd be no new covenant. What was abolished at the cross? The old covenant. Was something wrong with the commandments? No. God just knew if that covenant stayed, his people would have to die. Now, we're talking about Israel. We're not talking about Gentiles. Gentile, we had nothing. Nothing was on the line. We had nothing. Let that soak in a while. Until Jesus rose and he said, I've abolished that covenant. Which means that Ten Commandment covenant that was making Israel die. All humanity die. We had a sickness. Lying, cheating, stealing, running around with our next door neighbor's wives or husbands. God surprised everybody and said, I choose them too. Pointing to the Gentiles. It's you, that's me. We had nothing until that point. There's nothing wrong with the commandments. That was the covenant, though, that he made with Israel. He did away with the covenant. Now, don't start trying to keep the Ten Commandments because in place of the Ten Commandments, which it was proven over and over and over and over, you're not going to be able to keep them. And just ten of them. God has laws in his kingdom. This time, the new covenant is the holy spirit who has a track record that is unbroken trust him i don't care how many times you have fallen he's never lost one The only way, the only caveat 
in this whole thing is if people skip school. They drop out. They'd rather do it their way. The Holy Spirit has never lost one. If they choose to stay, don't give up. How do you know if you haven't given up your heart? God, I've committed all these things. What is your heart saying? But I want you. This may not mean a thing to you. But it was an eye-opener to me. Nothing in this Bible is to the Gentile. It's a history of the Jews, present day of the Jews, and the future of the Jews. The only place we start coming in is the New Testament or New Covenant. But we're not going to really understand until you click with that covenant. It was not ours. It's the Jews. It's the Jews' new covenant. And it was just the Jews' new covenant. You can't have a new unless you had an old. Until God said, oh, this mystery that I talked about in the Old Testament, this, this old covenant, this mystery, is now the Gentiles I love them too you are included in all of this kids just muse on this let it sink in we had nothing we didn't have a covenant we didn't have a God. We didn't have any, well, we had Jupiter, and we had uh, uh, all the other ones. Ishtar, Baal, who were gods of wood and stone. This ought to transform our lives, kids. It's not in trying to obey rules anymore because 10 of them, that's just the tip of the iceberg. God has so many laws of his kingdom. You think, you think Meghan Markle had to learn the, the ways of the kingdom of Israel England before she could operate as a royal she was adopted in God's kingdom Jesus says you you think that you've kept the commandment when I tell you if you just look 
with lust on a woman. You've committed the sin. God knows that with all the laws of his kingdom, and he has the right, it's his kingdom, his kingdom, his laws, the only way that we could be prepared to go to his kingdom as sons and daughters, which we are, is to send the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. We learn to listen. We practice. If you fail, practice again. Listen to him. Love that song. Run to the Father. Satan is lying to us. Run to the Father. Seek his spirit. Kids, I, I talk to you as one that practices. Just like you, I haven't arrived. I wish I was a theologian. I, I, I'm not a theologian, one who could explain, who could write and people understand. God is so sure of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit doing his job correctly. He's already, already abolished our sins. It says in Colossians 1, he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his son. Not only that, but in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. He's already done it. He's that sure that the Holy, Holy Spirit can do his job. And now, Mr. Phelps, it's up to you to accept this mission, this covenant. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the did you understand the Mr. Phelps connection? For those of you who used to watch Mission Impossible. As you speak, I mean, the real one, way back. Boo!
God's wisdom's cry Ecclesiastes, the time and season In the song of Solomon He is the lover's dream He is He is He is In Isaiah, he's the Prince of Peace Jeremiah, the weeping prophet The cry for Israel Ezekiel, he's the call from sin And Daniel, the stranger in the fire In Hosea, he is forever faithful In Joel, he is the Spirit's power In Amos, the arms that carry us In Obadiah He's the Lord, our Savior. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, the promise of peace. In Nahum, he is our strength and our shield. In Habakkuk and Zephaniah, he's pleading for revival. In Haggai, he restores.
and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace. There were shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior. A Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, the only one who could save us from our sins, from our sadness. He was born so we can be born again. If we love Him, remember Him, follow Him. Rejoice! Rejoice! Rejoice greatly! For unto you, and unto me, and unto all of us, a Savior is born. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger.
never changes. He is and he will always be. He is who he is. That's what his name Jehovah even means. It means I am. Yahweh means he is. He's God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is. is 
Elohim, God, Judge, Creator. Yahweh, Lord, Jehovah. El Elyon, the Most High God. Adonai, Lord, Master. El Shaddai, Lord, God Almighty. El Alam, the Everlasting God, the God of Eternity, the God of the Universe, the God of Ancient Days. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He is the Shiloh, the Peacemaker. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner, the Lord my miracle. He is Kana, jealous. He is Jehovah Enkadash, the Lord who sanctifies you, the Lord who makes holy. He is, he is a star, a scepter out of Israel, the cursed of God, the captain of the host of the Lord, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of powers, the rock of my salvation, my salvation. He is the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds. He is the Jaysman, the interpreter, my rock and my redeemer. He is crowned, the crown of pure gold, the most blessed forever. He is the forsaken, the worm, and no man. He is Jehovah Ra. He is my restorer, the king of glory. He who sitteth king forever is a stranger and an alien. My strong rock, my rock and my fortress. Fairer than the children of men, the rock that is higher than I, the rock of my strength, the rock of habitation. He is as rain upon the mown grass, as showers that water the earth. The rock of my heart, the, the shield, shield, the rock of my refuge. A king and priest after the order of Melchizedek. A brother born for adversity. The friend that loveth at all times. A stone of grace. A friend that sticketh closer than the brother. He is as ointment poured forth. My well-beloved. A bundle of myrrh. A cluster of henna blooms. The Rose of Sharon. He is the Lily of the Valley. The Lily of the Valley. The chiefest among ten thousand. His countenance is as Lebanon. Yea, he is altogether lovely. He is my beloved and my friend. He is holy, holy, holy. He's a sanctuary. The great light. A son given. The mighty God. The Father of eternity. He is a child born, the Prince of Peace, an ensign of the people, the nail fastened in a sure place, a strength to the poor, strength. a strength to the needy in distress, a shadow from the heat, a refuge from the storm. He is the rock of ages, a crown of glory and beauty. He is a stone, a triad stone, a covert from the tempest, from the tempest. He is as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a as a hiding place from the wind. He is the king in his beauty. My leader, the everlasting, the everlasting God. He is mine elect, in whom my soul delighted. He is a light of the Gentiles. The covenant of the people. The polished shaft. Glorious. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is a man of sorrows. Despised. He's rejected. He is stricken. stricken. Smitten. He is wounded. Bruised. He is oppressed. He is my portion, my maker, my husband. He's the God of the old earth, the witness to his people, the leader, the commander, the redeemer. He is mighty. He is my physician. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. David, their king, their king. My resting place. My feeder. The plant of renown. Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. He is the prince of princes. The Messiah. The prince, the strength of the children of Israel, the, the hope, hope of, of thy people. people, the ruler. He is king over all the earth. He is a refiner's fire, fuller's soap. 
my refiner, my purifier, purifier, the son of righteousness. He is Jesus, Yeshua, salvation, Emmanuel, God with us. He is born as the king of the Jews. He is a governor, the Nazarene, Nazarene. the bridegroom. He is meek, lowly. He is the one of whom the Father says, My beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased. The Son of the living God, Jesus, Jesus the Christ, the, the Rock, the Builder, the Prophet of Nazareth. He is betrayed, betrayed mocked, crucified, the Holy One of God, my brother, the Carpenter, and his life is a ransom. He is the Son of the Blessed, the Son of the Highest, God my Savior, the Horn of Salvation, the day spring from on, on high. high, a Savior which is Christ the Lord, the salvation of God. He is the glory of thy people Israel, Lord of the Sabbath, my healer, the Christ of God, my servant, the chosen of God. He is risen, he is risen. a prophet mighty in deed and word. He is the word, the word that was with God, the word that was God, the light of men, the true light, the word that was made flesh. He is the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. The Lamb of God. My teacher. Teach. The gift of God. gift of God. He is Messiah. The bread of God. The bread of life. He is my meat. My drink. The light of the world. The door of the sheep. The, the good, good shepherd, shepherd that, that laid down, down his life. life. The scent of the Father. He is the resurrection. The king of the daughter of Zion. The corn of wheat. He is the light. The light. My Lord, Master. My example. He is the way, the truth, the life, the vine, scourged, crowned with a crown of thorns, crucified as the king of the Jews. He is exalted, glorified, the holy one and the just, the prince of life, the anointed, the prince and his savior. He is Lord Jesus. He is Lord of all. The judge. Jesus of Nazareth. The mercy seat. Jesus Christ our Lord. He is the firstborn among many brethren. Over all, God blessed forever. Lord over all. The deliverer. deliverer. Lord both of the dead and living. The minister of the circumcision. He is my wisdom. My righteousness. My sanctification. My redemption. He is the foundation. My Passover, the spiritual rock, the head of every man. The first fruits of them that slept. He is the last Adam. The quickening spirit. The image of God. His unspeakable gift. My peace. He is the offering. He is the sacrifice. The head over all things to the church. He is he that filleth all in all. He is a servant who humbled himself unto death, even death on a cross. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, creator of all things, the, the firstborn from the, the dead. dead, the head of the body, the church, the head of all principalities and powers. He is my all in all. He, he is, is our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is Lord of peace. He is our Lord of hope. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the justified, the mediator, the righteous judge, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is obedient and his throne is forever and ever. And ever. He is the upholder of all things, the express image of his person, the brightness of his glory. He is Jesus Christ, same yesterday, today, and forever. The shepherd of the sheep, the great shepherd that was brought again from the dead. He is a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle and his flesh is the veil which was wrapped in two. He is the altar, the offerer, the, the forerunner for us. Entered even Jesus. He is the priest, the, priest, the high priest, the great high priest, the intercessor, the surety, the covenanter, 
He is the captain of salvation, the author and finisher of faith, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. He is crowned with glory and honor. He is the tempted, the merciful, the faithful. He is holy, harmless, undefiled. He is the shepherd. He is the perfect. He is my helper, the lamb without blemish and without spot, the living stone. He's a cheap cornerstone. He is a precious stone. He is guileless. He is vile. He is the chief shepherd that shall again appear. The day star, my savior. He is the word of life. He is the life. He is that eternal life which was with the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the righteous, the savior of the world, the true God, true God, the advocate. He is the advocate. Jesus Christ. He is the first begotten of the dead. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. He is. He is the almighty, which is, which was, which is to come. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the first and the last. He is he that liveth. He is the tree of life. He is the hidden manna. He is the faithful and the true witness.
your soul, it bothers your conscience. I created this guy that everybody loved, and I went home and didn't like myself. The effect of holding a secret that long is that you never had the freedom to be you. I don't carry secrets anymore. One day, we were playing in a neighborhood. I grew up in a nice little neighborhood, and um, just playing with some friends. There was a neighbor that lived across the street from me, and uh, he told me to come over to his house. So I came over to his house and didn't go inside the house. He said, you know, come in the garage. I got to show you something. And so I go into the garage and. He just starts touching me. Just inappropriate um, touching. And I was eight. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what he was doing. Um, but I knew it wasn't right. And I came home and I walked in the door. Mom asked me, how was my day? That was the day I became a professional liar. And uh, I got real good at it. Um, a couple of days later, I got called to the garage again. process this. I don't know where to begin with this. I don't know how to deal with this. All I did know is that if my dad found out, he would kill him. So I had to keep it a secret. I was literally becoming two different people. 
and be the guy that could go to school and kind of get through a day. And then there would be the guy that cannot stop looking at pornography. This is not casual. This is, I can't stop. I'm driven to this thing. So I had to keep it a secret. I don't want to deal with these questions. I don't have answers for this. I'm 12. I'm 13, 14, I'm 15, 16, 17, 18. I'm 19. And this thing is still on me. she's a praying woman she went back to her room and started praying for me it's probably the best prayer I think my mother has ever prayed I didn't hear it but that prayer came and got me I got up cleaned myself off walked down the hallway left, I'm going to go to my room. I'm never going to talk about this again. If I make a right, maybe I'd have enough strength to go in her room and tell her what the real situation was. Because it wasn't porn. That was... That wasn't the root of the situation. My mom cried. I cried. She went and got my younger brother. He came in the room. He said he got molested by the same guy. Then all three of us cried. My dad comes home. We share what happened. And then my mom says that she got sexually abused when she was six. And then my dad says that he got molested when he was five. So in one night, My exposure caused everyone to kind of come clean and confess. Uh, their pain. I mean, that night, man, oh, I just can't articulate to you the freedom I felt to be able to tell the truth to somebody and not be judged. It's the most, oh my God, you. And to have the truth come out and be surrounded by nothing but love. My parents, their relationship with Christ uh, is amazing. They have always been authentic and real in how they live out their faith. Man, I just thank God that they weren't like the type of deep religious people that can't handle pain. I, I was just happy that they were 
that they love me, that they didn't judge me. We didn't grow up in an atmosphere where we saw any hypocrisy. My parents weren't one way at home and then another way at church. They were the same people. And um, they told us the right way. They showed us the right way. And then they just prayed for us. And, um, you know, when the Lord got ready for us, when he called, we knew his voice because they taught us well. to tell you that as soon as I accepted Christ into my life, I put porn down and never picked it up again. Uh, but the fact that the Lord would be patient enough with me, knowing that it didn't take me five minutes to get into it, and it probably wasn't gonna take five minutes to get out. But if I just started walking with him, he would just start shedding layers of bondage and abuse, molestation, low self-esteem, people-pleasing, this stuff, as we began to walk, stuff would just start falling off of me. Um, and that he would give me relationships. When God really wants to love you, he loves you through people. And uh, he brought people into my life to literally love all that crap out of me. And it's been a great walk. 14 years still walking. It's been good. So, I don't carry secrets anymore. My name is Tim Ross, and I am second.
was a single mother. She was abandoned by the family she belonged to. And there in the wilderness with her son, alone, with very little provision, she was wondering. She was questioning. Does anyone care? She's crying now. The desert. She's lost in her despair. She thinks nobody loves her. Hey, God thinks nobody's there. But God says, I. to her knees and I will lift her up again for I'm the God who sees I'm the God who sees then he speaks in gentle whispers calls her name She feels his arms enfold her as he holds her And she'll never be the same Cause I'm the God who never changes And my promises are true And when this world deserts you what I'll do And then there is another woman named Ruth She was from the land of Moab And she was met with grief and heartache She was a widow And she lived with her mother-in-law Who was also a widow now it was time to move on. 
But Ruth had never been to Bethlehem. She had never tasted of the house of bread. But now she had heard an inner invitation to come and taste and see. And so she vowed herself to her mother-in-law and said, where you go, I will go. Where you lie, I will lie. Where you die, I will die. And she begins a journey to the promised land. She's traveling through the desert. And she's leaving her despair. She's hoping for And he would grow, and he would be called the Son of God. 
He would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And he would heal and he would reveal. And then he had an encounter with a woman named Mary of Magdala, who was plagued by demons, tormented by evil spirits. And Jesus set her free. And Mary followed him. She listened at his feet. She served him and she loved him. Oh, how she loved him. But then she watched as they nailed him to the cross. And as they placed his body in the tomb, in that moment, her hope died. It died. She's crying in the garden.
invite you in, God. Have your way in us. Have your way in us, oh God. We bow low. We bow low. Faces down to the ground in your presence, Lord. With our tears, we wash your feet. We bow low, we bow low, falling on our knees. We bow low, we bow low to the King of Kings. Nazet Faces down 
Praise Until Dawn, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener-supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax-deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.